City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication, and today I am talking to Beth Brotherton. Beth is the Director of Communications and Neighborhood Relations for the City of Greenville. Beth, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Glad to have you. We are here today to talk about the City of Greenville's Video Week in Review, which is a project that won the city the 2021 Achievement Award from the Municipal Association in the Communications category. These are videos uh, produced and published each week to highlight how city staff in Greenville are accomplishing the city council priorities in all sorts of areas, valuable growth, public transit, recreation events, all sorts of things. You forgot You forgot green space. Green space. <laughs> yes, oh, open God. spaces and sustainability. You, you can't forget the environment, right? So many, so many tree stories coming out of Greenville in, in recent years. There, there um, are because our, our trees, and this is fun fact here, many of our trees were planted in the 1930s by the Civilian Conservation Corps, which means that our trees are 90 years old and trees, like people, age out. And so we have recognized as a city that now is the time to plant new trees, um, baby trees, if you will, because the great-grandparent trees are, are aging out. And so we have a commitment here in the city that you may have seen in the Week in Reviews that mm-hmm. um, we will plant a 1,000 trees on public property in 2021. And I think it's a commitment that we're going to stick with um, for several years to come. Beth, to, to lay the foundation for talking about these videos, can can you tell us about um, the communication goals of your department that led to this initiative? Absolutely. Um, our department is, is fairly young at the city of Greenville, um, was created about a year and a half ago, and was kind of an offshoot of the uh, former public information department. And so... You know, as many folks know, at least in my opinion, there is a a distinct difference between the PIO, or public information model, and the communications model. Um, To me, communication is more more two-way. It is more um, intentional. It is more inclusive and really brings this idea of we want to make sure that we are not only putting out information, but we're making sure that it is understandable and interesting to all different citizens and understanding that some of them maybe can't read or have a lower reading level. Some don't speak English. Some are visual learners. Some are skeptical of what the government is doing. But if you can show them through pictures, they they tend to, you know, seeing is believing is the concept. And so... You know, when we created this department, um, again, in, in March of, of 2020, the goal was to take, um, you know, the existing public information staff and kind of rethink our model of how we communicated and then add some additional staff, you know, myself included, um, who have a, 
a broadcast background and really amplify our video production as a platform on social media and on our websites with this idea of telling our own story. Even though many of us come from TV news, uh, we also kind of have the belief that TV news comes in a soundbite. We know how it works and that sometimes you get, you know, 15 seconds or 30 seconds to tell your story and it's not the 15 seconds or the 30 seconds that you would choose. <laughs> it's the 30 seconds that they would choose. And so how do you com- how do you combat this in terms of doing the storytelling in-house? but doing it in the same manner that people are accustomed to. We initially thought just calling it city reporter, but then recognizing that maybe that was a little bit in your face. And so we went with, you know, multimedia specialist with with Lauren's title, but very specifically recruited somebody who had a background as a multimedia journalist in television and have since hired an investigative producer from, from a local TV station with the idea that, This is the mindset that we want. We want people who are able to break down many of the complicated yet important issues in city government. How do we easily explain um, planning documents? How do we talk about changes in business licenses? How do we take these things that may cause the average person's eyes to gloss over (laughs) and pull out the data that's relevant um, whether it's on the website or through these weekend review videos that have some energy and are short and interestingly have been most popular on our Instagram channel with kind of a younger demographic who really wants to know more about where they live but has not traditionally had a way to easily consume that. And now, you know, people tell us all the time, um, you know, folks who are in their, you know, 20s and 30s, hey, when I have my my coffee on Saturday mornings, um, that's when I watch the Weekend Review to see what happened in my city this week. One of the things that jumped out to me from the awards video was that the city spends a substantial sum every year on sidewalk development, and it has a material <laughs> impact on livability, but it's not the sort of thing that a TV station would necessarily be interested in picking up, you know, the, a sidewalk no. got built, but it's it's something that this can really get out there. But it's valuable. So, so those stories are, are valuable to neighborhoods. They're valuable to the community, but again, on their own, they are not something that I could pitch to the media and say, hey, let's do a story on these new sidewalks, unless, you know, they are sidewalks on, you know, one of our major corridors, and sadly, there had been an accident, you know, involving a pedestrian because there hadn't been sidewalks. So traditionally, you have to have either the bad news or something really has to elevate to a level to get traditional media. And so this really allows us to spotlight some of those departments within public works, whether it's, you know, the solid waste folks who in the past year created two shifts of a litter crew after COVID, recognizing the amount of litter we were seeing in our community as a result of more takeout and carryout boxes because of COVID became a huge problem. And so 
maybe I could have pitched the idea of a litter crew to the media, but maybe not. But it's, it is deserving of our community to know that our public works department has pivoted and is recognizing that that's where we need to put attention. Same with traffic engineering, some of those other less celebrated departments that do really important work, stormwater. So, yeah, there are departments that are getting recognized weekly that would not ever had the spotlight shined on them by the media. One of the things that jumped out to me was the method you use for gathering information (laughs) from all the different departments. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. So the first thing when I came in as, um, as, as the department head was trying to do an assessment of what work that the department was, was doing. And one of the first things I saw was that we had a staff member spending one to two days per week um, kind of chasing down department heads for some key highlights and then condensing all of them into what was a 20-plus page written report um, sent out by the city manager to city council. And so city council was always fully aware of what every department was doing. And the document was huge, and it was it was too long. Even council members, you know, it was so deep in the weeds that – that it wasn't edible even for them. And so the the first thing we did was kind of put in a an accountability measure and Twitterized, if you will, the process. So we created a form stack or an online form through our internal website that um, was specific to each department and division where they got five highlights and they got a certain number of characters within which to explain those five highlights. And so that immediately kind of cut the chasing people down for ideas and cut down some of the too much information, if you will. And so all of a sudden we had this pot of great information from every department that was then, you know, kind of condensed and sent to us. So it made it easier to do the written version that went to council and also gave an opportunity for those department heads to upload photos to go along, you know, with their submissions. So, yeah, step one was making the written report more interesting. Step two was was then taking kind of one highlight from each of those departments and something that was visual, something that fit into the council priorities that you mentioned, and then using those in the video. And we're really proud. Since we won the award, we have now taken the week in review to a two-page newsletter that we post on the website, and it goes out to neighborhood presidents. It goes out to community leaders, everyone on our boards and commissions, and it is photo-based, graphics-based, and bullet points, and we provide it in both English and Spanish. That goes back to kind of my initial point, which was, you know, how do we how do we provide this information in an equitable way? And so there is a long weekend review that goes to council. There's a video that goes to social media. And then there's now an English and Spanish newsletter that is shared um, with the broader community on the web and through mailing lists. And so it is 
how do we reach people in every way possible? And it all starts with this, you know, online form that department heads are are expected to fill out. I'd be interested in talking more about the audience response. You mentioned that uh, these videos are hit on Instagram, and I've I've called up the most recent one on Instagram. More than 5,000 views on Instagram alone, and people responding, somebody talking about their excitement for the new bridges in Unity Park, people saying hi to, to Lauren Thomas directly. Can you talk about... Audience response. You know, it's been fun. I think when Lauren left TV news, she didn't recognize that we were going to make her a celebrity here in Greenville. When you have a face behind something, it again becomes more personal. It becomes somebody is um, is sharing this information with me as opposed to I'm being told or, you know, I'm just being given um, and so finding that engaging personality of of somebody who's going to come out and and really be likable and high energy, um, you know, and it's not just the young people. We had to laugh the other week. We were out at Unity Park on a, on a new section of the Swamp Rabbit Trail, and and Lauren was getting some video, and a couple of um, you know retired gentlemen walked past, and they're like, "Hey, Lauren, you out here getting video for Week in Review?" And, you know, we just kind of high-fived each other like, oh, my gosh, this is this is really cool that that this has become, you know, a thing here in Greenville and that she is deeply associated with all of the cool projects that, that the city is doing. What are the um, most recent numbers, I guess, across all of the ways it goes out? Oh, man. Um, I wish I'd run a report ahead of time. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly Instagram is the most popular, but, but you know, anybody in the communications field understands that you got to go at it to get multiple audiences. So it does, I would say, you know, we're looking at if you've got 5,000 views on Instagram each week, you know, we're looking at probably 2,000 views on Facebook. Um, we're, we're, sharing the link on Twitter so folks can find it on on YouTube, you know, and then we're sharing it on LinkedIn, which is another channel that we actually hadn't utilized before, again, the creation of, of our new department that's really growing fast for us and has this business-oriented audience. And so it's it's educating an entirely different group of people, again, business leaders, folks who, um, you know, are in the education community, folks in, in workforce development, um, and giving them um, a different perspective on, on city government and city business. So um, using LinkedIn has become an increasingly uh, popular way for us to get this out. And then there's there's those organic um, those organic shares that we may never be able to ultimately wrap our arms around the impact. But I will say, um, you know, it goes to neighborhoods. We had a neighborhood association president's lunch, and we were handing out signs um, at a tent. And you know, Lauren happened to be there helping with the process. And again, it was like you know, a celebrity sighting for all of these neighborhood presidents and, you know, to see Lauren and, and get their, their neighborhood slow zone sign from Lauren and say hello. So you look at, at, you know, a neighborhood leader and who says, oh, I include this in my newsletter or, 
you know, we have a city council member who um, is African-American and, you know, serves a predominantly African-American district and has talked about the impact that it's had in her community and the number of people sharing it. And it's about, like I said, you know, equity and, and building trust and speaking to audiences that we haven't spoken to in the past or that maybe have not, you know, found us to be as trustworthy, but have found a way to um, connect with Lauren and her energy and presentation style. It is about the weekly views, but it is also about the overall feeling that it provides. And even if somebody only watches it once or twice, did they learn something about Greenville that they didn't know in the past? Or did they walk away with it um, with a feeling that was had more warmth or more trust or more engagement with the city. And and speaking of what's happening with audience going forward, I I wanted to talk about next steps. You mentioned the development of the the newsletter side of it. What else is happening in terms of how all of this is going to look as it evolves? I think like anything, if you do it wisely, you you watch it, you watch it develop, you figure out what you can do better, you figure out that, um, okay, so this week the department heads may have sent us some photos, but you know what, we really need to go out and, and shoot additional video. And so maybe it's, you know, adding our second videographer, having him support Lauren in, in upping, you know, the vi- video quality and not necessarily always relying on on photos in some cases, continuing to be proactive with uh, department heads so they want to be included in the weekend review when they see the reach. And so it's not always then having to wait until we see it in the weekend review because anybody who's ever been, you know, in the news business or communications business, there's nothing that you hate more than somebody saying, oh, man, I wish you'd been here yesterday. <laughs> because, you know, when you when you miss the moment, you know, it, it is difficult to recapture. And so I think that's one of the advantages of becoming more well-known and, and other departments recognizing the value to them that, you know, that we don't have to pull as hard to get information anymore, that they are, that they have become more proactive even with us in terms of calling and saying, you know, hey, it's the Parks Department. Hey, we've got kind of a cool video thing going on today. You know, we're trying to move some really big, you know, debris from the top of the Reedy River Falls and because it's not safe for us, we're going to use a swift water rescue team from the fire department and they're going to come, you know, help us out, you know, clean clean the river and Lo and behold, yeah, it is pretty awesome when you got firefighters strapped in and the swift water rescue stuff, working with park staff, using, you know, a truck with a pulley on it. And, yeah, the newsletter was was step two, and it did require um, additional staff. We added a project manager who does many things, but that was one of his tasks. And then as we hired uh, a new administrative assistant, um, one of my preferences was that we have a, a Spanish speaker 
And so it's about, it's been about strategic hiring, frankly. Um, and it was the new administrative assistant who now does the Spanish translation on the newsletter and does a, a Spanish translation on the closed captioning of, of all of the videos. So I don't know. I mean, who knows what we'll come up with next? It's kind of exciting. One question that I always have when, with the Association's Achievement Awards is, what would what you think other cities and towns could learn from what Greenville has done in this case? I, the um, finding those ways to draw the information out of the departments seems huge. Um, any, anything you could you could add to that? Yeah. Um, so again, the, the folks that reached out and and that was one of their specific questions is. How are you even getting the information, recognizing that department heads are busy, some people are reticent to share what's going on. Um, but really, I, you know, we were very fortunate in that we have a city manager here who, you know, the, the, the written week in review was, was his priority. It is his accountability tool to city council. It is part of the work plan. And so having his support and really his directive to department heads that this is a priority to me. And so it is not just communication saying, hey, we want, we want, we want. It is, you know, straight from the top leadership saying this is important to not only our council, but our community as governments push to be more transparent, to be more accountable, to be more engaging through social media and other platforms, um, you know, with their citizens. So I would say, you know, approaching, you know, whether it's your mayor or city manager who's your chief executive officer, but um, pitching this idea to them so you have their support, which tends to make it easier, um, the ability to set up the online form so you have this bucket of information to pull from, and then, um, you know, a lot of folks do have videography staff. For those who are in the smaller departments, um, you know, maybe it is starting off by just relying on on photography. iPhones take great pictures these days. They really do. And, um, you know, being able to, um, you know, do something as simple as, as a voiceover and an edit in iMovie with some pictures, and even if it's only a minute long, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with starting small. Uh, you, you don't have to go out and, and find your own Lauren Thomas, although I will tell you, um, as we talk about the response, it has been really fun for me as a hiring manager to have reporters literally from across the nation call me or email me and say, I'm thinking of getting out of the news business, and I have seen what your communications team is doing, and I want to be a part of it. And if you ever have, you know, like a second Lauren Thomas position open, will you call me? I think that there is um, – it, if I could, I can't. I can't even count the number. And now Lauren told me the other day, she's like, yeah, I had a couple of people um, reach out to me and say, hey, is, is Beth hiring? <laughs> We have mentioned uh, quite a few ways you can find these videos, but when people ask you, where do I find, we can review, what, what, where do you send them first? 
I send them to our website, which, you know, I believe is is everybody's mothership. Um, if you don't have a place to to link to, shame on you. <laughs> so we always we always feed the mothership, which is the website, which in our case is greenvillesc.gov. And you can either type in Week in Review in the search bar or you can do greenvillesc.gov slash Week in Review, and that will take you to our Week in Review um, playlist, uh, let you know our council priorities, and um, and be able to find both the newsletters and the videos. So they are they all live happily on the website and are cataloged there so people um, can binge if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason why you can't go back in time. Yes, yeah. you can start from the beginning and watch our evolution. So, yeah. So, uh, for for anyone who wants to uh, learn more about this or any of the Achievement Awards for uh, 2021, you could also go to our website, the Municipal Association website, www.masc.sc. Our search word for that is Achievement Awards. Um, and with that, Beth, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk about this. Well, it's super fun, and it's something that we're incredibly passionate about. And so um, when we can talk about our passion projects, um, I'm there. Sign me up. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.